Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. I want listen, I will not ever allow us to slip into a religious spirit. Do you know that that is the most dangerous spirit there is, is a religious spirit? Some of the most dead services I've ever been in in my life were jam-packed Easter Sunday morning services. Because people come in there and they're creasters and that's all they ever do is come once or twice a year and they bring their religiousness into the room with them. See, the atmosphere in this room depends upon what? Look, at, look up at me now. What, what does the atmosphere in this room depend upon? You need to read Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 and 20, where two or more agree, where two or more gathered in his name. There I am in the midst of them. See, I, when I walked in this room, I believe that God is mighty and above all things and worthy of our worship. So we have to agree on that. People want to feel the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit without agreement. That is impossible. Just understand when you're in a corporate setting, yes, you can have your alone time. There are two different aspects of prayer. There's corporate prayer, corporate gathering, and then there's your alone time. Both are essential. For those that have forsaken the assembling of ourselves together, they are missing a, a elemental, it is a very important foundational principle of their walk with God. Don't ever, don't ever stop going to a real church. I used to say before COVID, don't, don't ever stop going to church. But since most churches are big, giant frauds, which they are because they're afraid to preach the gospel, just like a politician is afraid to stick with the Constitution, Make sure that you, listen, I'm telling you right now, and I know you've heard me say this a dozen times, 20 times, 30 times, 50 times. I will drive to wherever I would have to drive to hear the gospel be preached. No, I'm not talking about that I'd be driving to the panhandle every Sunday morning, but God would see to it that there is a church within driving distance if you are willing to go. There's a lot of people. If I move this church five minutes from here, stop going. You mean I got to drive? I mean, my drive's three minutes right now. You're asking me to drive seven? I'm out. I think the closest church I was ever involved with was Faith Assembly of God in Orlando when I was a student at UCF. I think think that, that church was about 10 minutes away. That's the closest I've ever been. I lived here most of my life. There is nothing. There is nothing. Inside of 30 minutes from you. Maybe Walmart. And that's only recently, really. How many of you grew up here? It wasn't a Walmart in Inglewood forever. You had to drive to Jack Grant in 41. Or you had to drive down to 41 and 776 down in Port Charlotte. We're not a religious people. Amen. You see, you gotta, you gotta come in. It doesn't matter what's going on with Joe Biden. A lot of you, what happens all week long is you're oppressed, you're oppressed, you're suppressed all week long because you're reading things, you're, you're looking at headlines, you're a conservative, you're a conservative Christian, you're like, where on earth is this country going? You're battered, you're beaten down, you come in here, and you're defeated. That's why it's very difficult. Boy, I got no reaction on that one. Should have seen the facial expressions that I just saw. You're defeated when you walk in. 
You'll only observe with your eyes and, and see the punishment of the wicked if that's what you want. If you decide to believe the word of God and say, you know what, none of this stuff is going to touch me. I know the book of Revelation. I know there will come a time when it will touch us. I get it, but that's, that's after a long period of God protecting you. We're only at the beginnings of sorrows. So in my opinion, we have years and years ahead of us to prosper, to win, to enjoy our lives. And you're worried about Joe Biden. I don't worry about Joe Biden. I just want to defeat Joe Biden. Oh, man, what kind of political church is this? Baby butcher or not? Come on, you're going to call me political? You, listen, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of Christians. Well, I'm not going to vote for Trump. He, 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 he has mean tweets, and he's divorced. Have you ever read the tweets from your own church members? Have you read the Facebook posts from your own church members? So you're going to usher in a, the, the, the biggest baby butcher in the history of America is now seated in the Oval Office, being controlled by bigger baby butchers than he is? And you think you're righteous? Well, I, you know, I, I believe in being kind. Oh, really? Ripping out a baby piece by bloody piece out of the mother's womb is kindness to you? Day one tears down the Mex Mexico City Accord that Trump set up to defund abortions worldwide. That's gone. Oh, but I do. Hey, you know what? There won't be any more mean tweets coming from the Oval Office. Boy, I'm righteous in Jesus' name. No, you're a blind fool. 60 million people worldwide killed when we talk about COVID-19. It's absolutely amazing, the blindness of the world. I can't get off of this, and I hope it doesn't bother you. I don't really care, but I hope it doesn't bother you. But I cannot imagine, I cannot understand how anybody who has any sort of spiritual discernment in their life, in other words, people who are born again that have a chance to discern, I cannot believe that they don't see the wickedness in the air right now. That doesn't, by the way, that's for you to observe, not absorb. That's why we weren't worshiping this morning. I know it in my spirit. That's why we weren't worshiping, because there's a lot of conservatives in this room, and you're like, man, this country's in trouble. Yeah, it is. What's the salvation of this country? Revival? The church? Not Donald Trump, the church. Donald Trump's already been in office, and look what we have now. It's because you can, you can wave the conservative wand all you want. And I listen, there is nobody in this room more conservative than me. I doubt there's many people, if any, in this room that own more bullets than I do. <laughs> there are many, if there's any. But I know that that's not the answer. That's not going to bring sweeping change into our country. Only God can do that. That's why every kingdom has fallen. Conservative or liberal. You know that, right? England's gone. England's Muslim. They're gone. They'll be Sharia law in the next 30 or 40 years. Gone! You see what's going on in Canada? Canada's gone. They were, listen, they were a democracy one year ago. Now they have roving stormtroopers uh, finding everybody they see or arresting everybody they see because they don't have a mask on or they're violating COVID curfews. They're breaking into people's houses because neighbor is diming out neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. 
saying that there's more than three people in that house. You don't believe me? Pull up rebel news. Write that down. Listen, find out what's really happening. But then don't get depressed. If you can't handle it, don't watch it. Live in love. I would rather you be happy and uninformed. Is all I do is, oh, that's good, that's evil, that's not going to touch me. But I feel bad for those that it touches. That's how you have to live. And what did the church do? Here comes this mass evil wave with the opportunity of a lifetime for the church of Jesus Christ. Opportunity of a lifetime. And the church collaborates, cooperates, and closes. Except for a few, including this one. You can look me in the eye right now. We will never close. I am committed. We're not closing ever. We're not mitigating ever either. We're not social distancing. We're not going to have you bring in your own lawn chairs and sit with your family. We're not going to have one-third capacity. Every single graph you ever see about COVID-19 is identical regardless of the mitigations. Regardless. It all looks just like this. Ready? Every single one. I'm not kidding. In every country, in every state, just like that, regardless. Regardless of the mitigations. The, The mountaintop may be a little higher in some places than others. You know where it's the highest? The people who masked. The people who locked down. 76% of all COVID cases are caught in the house your own home, and they send you there. Sounds like that might be on on purpose. What's the worst place you can possibly be? Your house. Hey, you know what? Everybody locked down there. (laughs) You might as well tell everyone to go jump off a cliff. What's the safest place to be? Well, you're safe as long as you're flying in the air on your way to the ground at 500 miles an hour. You're safe for that period of time. (laughs) The church trusting people like Gavin Newsom, Andrew Cuomo, Phil Murphy, Gretchen Whitmer. All those churches are closed in every one of those states, New Jersey, New York, Michigan, California, they're closed. You're like, well, there's a few rebel churches, I know, and I God bless them. But they're closed, still closed, happily closed, praying for a vaccine. Understand that's where most Christians are happily closed. My wife was listening to Christian radio, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a nice streak for a little while, maybe, and not mention any names. My wife was listening to a Christian radio station that's right here in the area that everybody listens to. And everybody on there was exalting themselves in their COVID mitigations. Look how much we love. You know, don't forget your mask now. Come on, we gotta be a good, you know, good neighbor, a good community partner. No, you are a capitulator and a collaborator. That's all that you are, stealing people's freedoms. The very freedom that Christ came to bring. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. That part's never preached. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. And you're like, Tom, when are you ever going to stop talking about COVID? When it stops being the predominant evil force in this land. It it, it itself, COVID-19, is nothing. It's a flu bug that came from China, a manufactured flu bug that came from the Wuhan laboratory in China. That's what it is. Purposely benign. It's purposely benign. 99.9% post-infection survival rate is a very, very benign illness. Ebola, you're dead. 
Bubonic plague, dead. Purposely benign. It works out perfectly. Average age of death is 80 with pre-existing conditions. All the elites survive it. But it's used for control. If you documented the flu every flu season, 30 to 80,000 Americans die of the flu every year. 30 to 80,000. Nobody masks for them. Not one time. If you documented the flu every day, and I documented that flu season runs from October through April, and I documented 80,000 flu deaths that occurred in 2017, I could usher in the same totalitarianism they've ushered in now. How is it, once again, that there's absolutely zero excess deaths in 2020 in comparison to 2019? Exactly the same amount of people died in 2020 as 2019. But the church doesn't see it. Do you realize there are huge church leaders? I have this on solid counsel. There are huge church leaders that have no idea. I'm not kidding you. They're, they're not even rebellious. They are absolutely ignorant. They honestly believe that now that we are at 350 days, 349 days right now, 15 days to flatten the curve, that they are still doing good deeds in the eyes of God and being loving, and their churches are closed. You don't see it after that? I mean, after a month, two months, three months, four months, there's supposed to be 15 days. You don't, nothing, nothing arises. Why does that happen? Because they lost track of this many, many years ago so that they could grow their churches. They could be a community church. I mean, I made fun of names last week. You'll see community in a lot of names of churches too. Bayside community, coast community, west community. You're not a community, you're a city on a hill. Amen. And that's how you're supposed to preach. That's, that's, how, that's why when you walk into this room and I look at my Presbyterian church somehow, I'm not happy with it. I will not let it go that way. Some of you just need to stay for worship in the second service and worship over again. You should just pack it out. Just fill out this whole front end. Don't take a seat. Just fill out all these. I'll let you stay. I don't care about the fire hazard. They can find me for it. Or they can shove it up their caboose. I don't really care. Sick of the government anyway. You should, because this is the only 228, 21 they'll ever will be. And some of you came in, I'm in a bad mood today. I'm going to have a mental health day. That's something that needs to be shoved up the caboose too. All right, now I'll start the message. I haven't started yet. It's going to be the same time. Don't worry. I watch the clock. It's right there. See the giant orange thing? I watch it. This message series is entitled The Priorities of the Wise. It's what the wise prioritize. Ephesians chapter 5, 15 and 16 says this. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Not just evil now, they've always been because the spirit of this world is not the Holy Spirit. The spirit of this world is the enemy, the Antichrist, the dragon, the beast. That's the spirit of this world. You see all the cancer, you see the depression, the mental illness, the suicide. You think that the God's running this world? There's many Christians that believe in this overarching sovereignty of God. So every person that blows their brains out, that was part of the sovereignty of God, that was this plan? No. People make decisions, and the biggest influence on this planet is Satan. 
most Christians are not saved. I mean, most people are not saved. I will, you know, I'll even stick with the first thing I said. <laughs> most people who think they're Christians aren't saved. If you ever turn, they don't have never turned from their sin. Right. How are you saved? The priorities of the wise, there are things that you and I have to do. We should be Holy Spirit-centered, but the Holy Spirit does what? Now, why do you say Holy Spirit-centered? Because God sits in heaven. Amen? He sits on his throne. Where does Jesus sit? Is he here? No. That really offends a lot of Christians. It's amazing how many people that offends. Never said they weren't equal. They said they eat, they all eat. The Trinity each has its own job, its own form. Jesus chose to be encapsulated in flesh. He left. He's gone. It is to your advantage that I go away. John chapter 16, 7 and 8. Now, don't ever say that. Jesus is omnipresent. I didn't. The Bible said it, which is Jesus, by the way, because he's the word. John chapter 1, verse 1. But in order for you and I to be wise, there are things that we have to do. God will not do the things I'm about to tell you that you have to do. These have been illustrated in this message series. I wanted to put together a list. There are things that you and I, they're not just things, they're activities. That you're going to have to make time for. You're like, why? I'm, I'm happy in and of myself. Let me tell you something. There's challenges that are coming for your happiness. You better be girded up and ready for it because it'll be stolen from you. Well, it's a good time in life right now. Marriage good. Kids good. When the world is run by the devil, challenges are coming your way. I said challenges. They don't have to be defeats. They don't have to be low moments. Nothing. I said challenges. Horse flies land on me. I smack them off. You don't just let them sit there and suck on you. In my neighborhood where you walk out in the middle of nowhere, we have what's called deer flies out there, and they're swarming you, and there's 20. Remember that, Aaron, when you were walking? 30 or 40 of them all over you. Challenges are coming your way. You can't hurt. They can't hurt you unless you sit, let them sit on you for half an hour. But there's activities that you will have to do that God will never do, and these activities are the priorities of the wise. And we are to be very careful how we live, not as unwise, but as wise. Because you're temporally happy right now does not mean you're wise. It can just be biochemical reactions right now in your brain. You're happy today. Number one, activity. We have to ask. God will never ask for you. You will have to ask yourself. But the problem with asking is you have to delve deep into it because it has to be a legit ask. Tom, we've heard you preach this before. I'm going to preach it again briefly along this list. James chapter 1, 6 through 8. The word of God qualifies the ask. People think, well, I just ask, it's done. No, God, the word of God qualifies the ask. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Get ready for how mean the word of God is in comparison to Pastor Skip Verses and Pastor Butt Kisser. Pastor Boot Licker. Listen to the word of God. 
For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let that, that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Did everybody did they hear the clause? But let him ask in faith with no doubting. But if you doubt, you're, you're like a wave driven and tossed by the wind who will receive nothing. You're like, but what if I'm feeling doubt? Well, listen, everybody feels doubt. It's a matter of how you stand and how you talk. What do you say after you, when you pray over something, and here's the thing, it has to be a definitive prayer, a definitive, specific prayer. Lord, I want this outcome, not, you, not Lord, you choose the outcome. That's how most Christians pray. No, it's on earth as it is in heaven. That's it. If sick, it's well. If it broke, it's provided for. Whatever it is, a definitive prayer. Otherwise, it is a non-legit ask. But people think they're humble. Look how humble I am. I don't care how it goes. Well, right, that you, you reap what you sow. You're double-minded, verse 8. He is double-minded in all his ways. Think about what double-minded means. You pray, and you have no expectation of a specific result. That's double-minded. And that makes us unstable. Hence the reason why 99.9% of the church is closed. They've never stood in the word of God. It's offensive to stand in the word of God. It bothers people when you say, I am well. No, you're not. I'm not depressed anymore. No, you're not. You've been depressed your whole life. Here come the demons. I've told you this before, I think, but Without exception, whenever I'm having an irritating moment in my life, God sends somebody my way to irritate me more. We have to stand in the word. James chapter 4 verse 2 qualifies it again. Yet you have not because you ask not. But then he qualifies. Not just that you don't ask. He's talking about legit asking. Christians pray all the time, social media, I need prayer. For what? I'm not praying for you. Do not lay hands on anyone hastily. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 22, I'm not praying for you in some ambiguous garbage prayer. Lord, thy will be done. Okay, finish it or don't pray that. You know, I just want God, whatever God wants is what I want. That's offensive to God. You're not humble. You're, you're, you're blowing off the Bible. How are, you, how are you humble when you don't pray biblical prayers? You know what that is? It's religious. You've made up your own religion. You should just burn incense to a statue of yourself. Yeah, you have not because you ask not. He's not simply saying that you never ask. He's saying that you ask wrong. Look at the next verse. When you ask, you do not receive. See, he just said they asked, but they do not receive. Why? Because they have wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. There you go. There's the hyper part that a lot of you, you shut off the entire Bible because you've seen abuses in this realm. You've seen people what are called name and claim it or word of faith people go through and waltz through uh, boat yards and claim this boat and claim that boat and claim this Ferrari and, and claim this Lamborghini. You're like, that's an abuse. It absolutely was an abuse. But it has nothing to do with sickness. 
It has nothing to do with provision. It has nothing to do with victory. It has nothing to do with your mental health. It has nothing to do with your prosperity. You are called to prosper. That's an extreme abuse. But every person in this room, Psalm chapter, chapter 1 verse 3 says, everything you lay your hands to will prosper. God will limit you. Don't worry. If you can't handle millions, he won't give them to you. You ought to be trying to be a millionaire. You can give it all away. I didn't say be a millionaire just so you spend it on yourself. That's why this country's $30 trillion in, in debt, because the church is dead financially. The average gift per week per Christian is $9. With less than 30% of the church giving that. It's not us. We're better than that. We're still not, we're, listen, we're still not killing it. There's plenty of people that attend this church that don't give it a dime. I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> Hear that? Everybody be quiet. Listen. Hear that? That's not free. I'm not free. <laughs> I need to be finessed. I need to be worked. I mean. <laughs> Stole that from Frazier, if you see that on TV. So a non-legit ask is when you doubt, when you have wrong motives, or you're double-minded, you take no stand. Whatever happens, happens. I'll be happy with it because I'm such a humble Christian, full of, humi- full of humility. There's legit asks and there's non-legit asks. Number two, we have to study. God's never going to study. God doesn't need to study. He's what's, what we study. 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You need to study it. I'm not talking, did I say reading it or did I say study it? It doesn't say read to show it, it says study the word of God. You should know it. That's why, listen again, that's why the church is blindsided by evil. They don't even know the word of God. They're destroyed for lack of knowledge. Where there is no vision, my people perish. Hosea 4, 6, Proverbs 29, 18, that's what all those verses are. God's not going to study. What are the verses that precede that verse? What's the verse after that? Verse that precedes it, 2, 14. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the years. Study to show thyself approved unto God. What's the next verse? 2, 16. Shun profane and vain babblings for they will increase unto more ungodliness don't raise your hand and don't shout amen don't ready don't how many christian cussers are still in the room today shun profane well in kentucky they have a different definition of profane than they do in florida it doesn't matter what kentucky says or florida says shun profanity shun profane and vain babblings for they will increase unto more ungodliness you want to destroy your christian i'm going to get ready now i'm going to offend some people you're like i'm already offended i'm never coming back again well join listen join the club you want to ruin your family i'm going to i'm going to give you how you can ruin your family how many parents of under five kids are in this room shout amen right now not very many or you're really quiet or you're afraid. <laughs> you want to ruin those kids? Bring alcohol into your home and cuss. Yeah. Yeah. You'll ne- they'll never be Christians. 
Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll go to the, you know, abundant community church that can address, that will never address their alcoholism. And they're using F words while they're living with their girlfriend. They'll go to that church. But they'll never survive the real church and they'll go straight to hell living that way. Where do you get all this straight to hell stuff? It's called the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21. Revelation chapter 21. Read them. It's not me making this stuff up when I say that the alcoholic's going to hell. The pornographer is going to hell. You want to ruin your family? Bring those two things in. They will, your kids will never be Christians. I didn't even say you were going to hell, did I? Can you cuss and go to heaven? I, I don't know for sure. It's not specifically addressed, but it is specifically said. It's not put in the, the line of scriptures that say you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Do include blaspheming, but not necessarily just cussing. So I preach the word, that's it. But you want to destroy your witness? Be a Christian cusser. It's over. It's over. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And by words, you're judged too, by the way. So if you think that it's okay, it's not. I'm just telling you, young parents, you have little kids. You destroy your home every time you bring that Bud Light and you're cussing in your house. And you're like, well, can I have one and not the other? Well, you're a fool if you think that way. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Why not just go the extreme? Tell me what alcohol does for you. Tell me. Well, a little bit of wine is good for the heart. Yeah, you know who puts that out? The wine industry. Tell me why wine is good for the heart when it has alcohol in it and Welch's grape juice isn't. The alcohol burn the cholesterol. <laughs> Think. <laughs> Numero trace. Espanol. Number three. We have to pray. God doesn't pray anymore. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus prayed. He prayed that we would receive the Holy Spirit. He's gone. God does not pray anymore. That's up to us now. He sent us the Holy Spirit who even prays through us with groans that words cannot express. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. We have to pray. And how do we pray? Lifestyle. Pray without ceasing. Your lifestyle should be instantaneous prayer. Someone comes and brings some measure of calamity and drops it on your lap. What do you do? Go and get into a room by, just listen, go to the bathroom. Go wherever you've got to go and start praying. Be like Hezekiah. Turn your face to the wall and pray to the Lord. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Boo-hoo. Crying. That's, that's, not, that's not scriptural. Jesus removed the flute players and the criers. Go and pray. God will not pray for you. He will listen to your prayers. Which, gets, which also kicks off a list. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 22. Rejoice evermore. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Proverbs 15, 15. Did everybody hear that? Who's the afflicted? It means two different things than it does between that and uh, Psalm chapter 34, 18 and 19. 
or it talks about the righteous being afflicted. That's persecution. All the days of the afflicted are those who receive affliction gleefully. Many people would rather be sad than happy. They choose it. It gives them attention. See, I hate being sick. Hate it. I don't, I don't want people caring for me, swooning over me. Is there anything that I can do? I have the best wife on the planet who does take care of me if, I'm, if I need it. But I don't want her to have to do that. She's my girlfriend, not my nurse. I don't like that sort of attention. You shouldn't either. Oh, you know what, hon? It's, I'm having one of those bipolar days today. Well, here, you know what? Just bend over and let me kick you in the rear end as hard as I can, and maybe it'll come out of you. You should rejoice evermore. That's Proverbs 15, 15, by the way, if I didn't give it to you. All the days of the purposely afflicted. Oh, look at me. Feel bad for me. My life is a mess. I don't feel bad for you. Just bend over. I'll give you a kick in the rear end. That's the best I can, best thing you could ever get in your life is a kick in the rear end. Listen, I know some of you are never coming back. I know. I know. I don't worry about that. That's why we have the politicians like Ben Sass. Like Mitt Romney. Rhinos. Conservatives. Republicans in name only, but conservatives. Sinos in name only. It's like Christian, Sino, Christian in name only. Because all they are are people pleasers, butt kissers and bootlickers. That's who they are. Whatever they can do to stay in power. I'm not worried about staying in power. If God wants me to preach, I'll be preaching. And you know what? I will be because that's what God wants. If you all leave, some other people will come. God will move me to Winter Park, Colorado or something. And I'll be out there skiing every day. In my mountain church. Whatever. I don't worry about it. Honestly, I don't. I don't, like it. I don't like it when people leave, but I get over it in five seconds now. It used to bother me when I was a young pastor. It bothered me. No, it don't bother me at all now. Why did you leave? Well, we don't really agree with what you said. Oh, really? The, the Bible verse that I said? Well, we, we, you know, we don't see it that way. Really? You don't see rejoice evermore the same way that I see rejoice evermore? The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desires of the wicked. A woman left his church over that. Because I said the Lord casts away the desires of the wicked. Well, I don't really agree because, you know, when I was unsaved, you know, I prayed all the time and God answered my prayer. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It's impossible. You're not in covenant with God. That bothers you. You're just wrong. There's countless verses like that in the Bible. God hears the prayers of the righteous. You have to enter into covenant with them. The only thing that God will answer when you're unsaved is, save me. And then you get all you want. So rejoice evermore. Tom, is that really possible? Yes, it's possible. You know how? What do you do with your feelings? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought and try to make it. Make it. 
obedient to Christ. If your feelings are not in line with the word of God, you preach to your feelings. Your feelings do not preach to you. In America, because we're so stagnant and unbusy, there's many countries, folks. You need to understand this. It's dawn to dusk, six days a week, and you get Sunday off if you're lucky. In America, we whine and complain about eight hours a day. Oh, how rough my life is. I can't wait to retire. Retirement will kill you. You ought to be busy. Can you really, can you really rejoice? Every, yes. Take every thought captive. When, you, when you're feeling low, that is not your destiny. That is against the Bible. You need to start talking to it and act the opposite. That is why most marriages in the church, including this one, are lousy. I see you guys. I have a gift of discernment plus, listen, there's probably been nobody more engulfed in humanity than I've been in my life. 13-year overlap of doing endless police work and pastoring a church. You really think you've been exposed to humanity more than me? I can spot people, I know. I can spot the phony Christian conference marriages from a mile away. (laughs) Smell them. Husband uses the verbiage they teach you at the conference. They don't teach you about the power of the Holy Spirit. They don't teach you about repentance. They teach you phony humanistic love. You know what? Just call your wife your bride every day. There's my bride. Your bride hates you. And I know it. She she tells other people in the church she hates your guts. You look like a fool. I want to tell you, but I'm too nice of a guy, too. I want to pull the guy aside. This happened before in this church. There's my bride. She hates you. I want to pull him aside. Hey, numb nuts, come here. You know that you can call her bride all you want, but until you start treating her like the gift that she is, you can just forget it because you're a jerk. All you are is a conference Christian trying to impress people in here. So someday I'll ask you to lead a Bible study. You're not fooling me. Clown. Those are, you're like, Tom, you call people names. Jesus did. Whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones full of all uncleanness. Sons of hell, Satan. Hypocrites. You're worried about me saying numb nuts? <laughs> Would you prefer me call you Satan? That's all applies to me. I've been a lousy husband before. Not for long periods of time, but in moments. Ask my wife. Go ahead. I won't get to her before you do. Go ask her. She's sitting right in the back right there. Super pretty blonde lady right in the back. Two rows from the two, one down from the other super pretty blonde lady. Who's her mom? Ask her. I've been a lousy husband at times. Way more often than she's been a lousy wife. This is just as much for me as anybody else. What I do is I'm just not a clown show or a goat rodeo that goes around and says to everybody, oh, there's my bride. (laughs) Not only did I just look gay, but I'm a fraudulent person. (laughs) 
I can be more free in this service because it's not recorded. <laughs> Everything you say is just a rumor. Unconfirmed. Message is gone forever. See, you can, you honestly can rejoice forever. To see some of the faces that I'm looking at right now, this, you need to listen to this. This is for you. If your cumulative facial expression of, as a believer is this, which it is for several people in this room, I love you. I really want you to be happy. I don't want to accommodate you in your misery and keep you miserable. I'm trying to jerk you into happiness. Philippians 4, 6 and 4, 7. Pray without ceasing. We got that. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. But a good verse that supports that is Philippians 4, 6 and 4, 7. Most of you know it. Be careful for nothing. Well, I don't really agree. You know, what does nothing mean? You know what nothing means? It means nothing. I'm going to argue about that in some sort of theological debate about nothing. It says be careful for nothing. Never worry. Ever. That's what it says. Never worry. Ever. That's not possible. Yes, it is. You never have to worry. Who by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Matthew chapter 6, verse 27. Worry does nothing. It accomplishes nothing. So be careful for nothing, ever. But what happens if my marriage falls apart because my husband's out there cheating on me? You still don't have to worry about it. What do you do? That's his business. That's, you know what? If you want to, at that point, because it's scriptural, you can divorce him. It's the only scriptural excuse for divorce. Sorry for all of you that don't, didn't understand that before. What you did before you got saved, not what I'm talking about. It says, be careful for nothing. That applies everywhere. Joe Biden's president. Who cares? And I want you to understand something. I don't care whether it's a male, female, black, white, Hispanic, Whatever. That's in the White House. The only thing I care about is who's butchers the unborn. That's it. Number one cause of death in the black community is what? Abortion. Doesn't matter who's in the White House. I don't, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. It's who's the, I don't, I don't care. I, I would, I would gladly, there's women that I would vote for for president right now without, without hesitation. I don't care. Who's going to butcher the unborn? Would you take Margaret Thatcher as your president? I would. Pro-life, hyper-conservative, that's my person. Be careful for nothing. I don't care who's in the White House. I care what they do, but I was still not even worrying about it. Worry does nothing. You you don't even worry about abortion. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to defeat it. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, what does supplication mean? Repetition. So by prayer and supplication, it doesn't work. Most Christians, well, you know, we prayed for my aunt 30 years ago, and it didn't work. You know, we all stood in faith. We gave it that one shot. Again, just build incense to your little encounter right there and, and just worship it then. It says do it again. It didn't work. Okay, what did the apostles do when they came to Jesus? Why, could not, why couldn't we cast that demon out? Because of your unbelief, did they give up? Or did they, in the book of Acts, raise the dead? You do it again. It doesn't work. You do it again. It's, there's no giving up on theology that is the Bible. You don't give up on it. You do it again. You try again. You try again. You try again. You will break through. Amen. 
Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Galatians 6, 9. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. You've got to ask him. And then the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In order to have that peace, you're going to have to take a stand. This is where I stand. I will be made well. I will have a sound mind. I will prosper. I will win. Some of you, I'm saying this in general, but it may be specific to this room. I know you are in a righteous battle for your kids in some sort of divorce thing. Well, how do you pray over that? Lord, give me my kids in Jesus' name. I stand in it. Not Lord, you know what? If it be thy will, if the mood happens to strike, Heavenly Father. And you should be praying to the person who's in the room. Holy Spirit. Lord, I receive victory in this. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, convict them. Draw, go to the leadership. Go to the decision makers and break loose my victory in Jesus' name. That's how you're not, it's not ambiguous about what is and is not victory. You know what victory is? The win, period. Not YMCA victories. Not participation trophies. The win. Second place is first loser. The win. I train my kids that way. When we play, I'm playing to win. Not when he was four and we were out playing football in the front yard. I'm talking about once they got to be old enough to understand. Ric Flair. Right here. In order to be the man, you got to beat the man. So Tommy can beat me up now. <laughs> Good for him. He couldn't do it three years ago. He can now. And it ain't even close. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Verse 18, chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians. In everything, give thanks. Need to come to the second service. I'm not getting to anything I wanted to preach this morning. Not one thing. I hate myself. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I love myself. I'm my biggest, my biggest fan. Ask my family. I find myself to be hysterical. I laugh really hard at my own jokes. Mm-hmm. We were leaving one time one of Norma's Irish dance competitions. You know those Irish dance things? You know, they do this, you know, their feet going all. <laughs> Same song over and over and over again. You watch it for like eight hours straight. They rotate the dancers through. It's the same Irish music all day. So I was a little loopy. And I made this joke. I don't even, I remember what it was, but it would make no sense to you if I said it. But I made this joke as we were leaving. And I laughed so hard, I almost had to pull over. <laughs> I mean, it was that kind of laughter, you know? I'm thinking about it now. I'm finding it really funny. (laughs) See, rejoice evermore. What's wrong with that? In one way, this is, police officers in general are a mess. They are. That's That's why the FRS loves them. The FRS loves the cops because they all die before they're 60. FRS, Florida Retirement System. 
Thank God I have the word. Never happened to me. But anyway, that's why cops in general are miserable because a lot of you, there's people in here, there's, you know, questionable things that have happened with cops at different times. Most of them are good people. Yeah, there's obviously bad ones. Most of them are good. But here's one positive thing about being a cop is that you're dealing, you're shoveling the septic issues of life so much that it actually lowers their importance. Where a lot of people are shocked by this. It's shocked by that. It takes them back. It takes everything to shock me. Everything. Nothing really <laughs> blows my mind. Oh, no, I get irritated with stuff. But nothing really like, you know, when you've cleaned up all the messes that I have. I mean, it really takes a lot. People, people worry about coming to me with their sin. I'm like, do you know what I've dealt with my whole life? You're, I mean, you're, you're pristine in comparison to the people that I've dealt with. But in everything, you can give thanks. And what happens with cops, though, is that not to be coarse or mean, but a cop will deal with somebody who just blew their brains out, and then we all go to Denny's and eat and laugh. Because in some way, the one good aspect of it is, is that you learn that this life is temporal and not everything is so very important. Is that you, if you've never been in law enforcement, you don't really understand what the, how septic this world is. I never worked this specific area, but I've worked down here in Sarasota County. Do you know how many police calls there are and how many, how many bad things happen? How many people beat each other up? How many drug problems there are? Suicides? People just dying, too, of just natural... Co- it's, that's the cop... And it desensitizes you to a degree, but it also shows you this life is temporal. Things do end. Your child is not everything. Jesus is. Because you don't fix your eyes on what you can see. You'd better fix your eyes on the unseen. 2 Corinthians 4.18. Because the seen will go, including you and me. We're going to go. Some of you moms are going to have a horrid time in the future when your child walks out of your house. What will you do? You've worshipped them for 18 years. What are you going to do? They're not looking for juice boxes and fruit roll-ups anymore from you. What are you going to do? All of who you are is your child needing you. That's who you are. Don't be that way. Allow your child to need you, of course, and be a great parent. But the way to be a great parent is to worship God. Seek him first. Verse 18, in everything, give thanks. You can do that. There are things, listen, it doesn't matter what's going on in our culture. There are things for you to give thanks for today. Six minutes to go, everybody with me? What does this say? For In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The will of God is for you to give thanks perpetually. You can find something. Listen, I know a lot of people in this room. I know, you, I, I know some people in this room well. There's lots for you to give thanks for. Lots for you to give thanks for. Verse 19, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. Quench not the spirit. That's why I came up here in the middle of worship today. We're not going to quench the spirit in this church. If you don't feel like praising God, what do you do? Sacrifice of praise. Give it to him. Be a phony. 
I know that bothers you. Some of us, that's what we think. Our feelings are our God, so if we go against them, we feel like we're a phony. No, your feeling is the phony. Praise God, he's real. Spin it on them. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Spin it on your mentality because your mentality is wrong. Give God a sacrifice of praise. You don't feel like it? Praise him. Be the loudest you've ever been in your life. Despise not prophesying. Verse 20. Verse 20. Don't turn off the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Verse 21. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Does that happen in the church anymore? Prove all things. How do you prove all things? Well, let's see. Is it in here? Close our church for a 99.9% survivable virus? I don't see that. Where, where is that? In the book of Fauci? Where is the book of Fauci? Book of Fauci in here somewhere? How about Deborah Burks? Is this in his book of Trump in here? Trump closed things too, by the way. Trump complied. He's, he's in charge of Operation Warp Speed, which will in some, some form or fashion will be used to grease the skids for the mark of the beast. All right, finish with this one. We have to fast. F-A-S-T, fast. We have to fast. And listen, if you're going to fast, fast something that hurts you. For me, a broccoli fast means nothing. I'm fasting all green things. I won't offer anything to God that costs me nothing. What would hurt me is like fasting Twitter. Seriously. I love being on Twitter. I have to watch, I have to watch, at all times, I'm like, I'm always telling, what's going on over there? Here I go. That's a real fast. I'm not, it doesn't even have to be food. For some of you, food means nothing, but that's what, that's what you fast. Food means a lot to me, look at me. But for some of you, Food means nothing. You're skinny as a rail. You can get food's food's just fuel for you. Don't fast it then. You got to find out what it is that hurts you to fast. God's never gonna fast. Three minutes to go. Everybody with me? Finishing right here. Matthew seventeen nineteen through twenty one. I won't even read the whole story to you. But that's where I when I spoke about it last week. Spoke about it five minutes ago. The disciples came to Jesus and said, why couldn't we cast the demon out? Jesus said, because of your unbelief. He finishes verse 21. He said, says, how bait this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. What does that mean? Does your fasting move God? Christians think it does. If my people are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. They think that's going to move God. Fasting does nothing to God. Nothing. Your fasting does not impress God. How can anybody who's perfect impress God more? You're perfect in his sight. A lot of you are looking at me like right now, what what are you talking about? I'm perfect. I'm not perfect. Yes, you are in his sight. Are you under the blood or are you not? Are your sins, Psalm 103, 12, are they separated as far as the east is from the west from you? Then you are perfect in his sight. Perfect. So how can you be more perfect by fasting and impressing God? Look at our suffering. You're not Jesus. You're not called to suffer that way. You're a joint heir. You will suffer through persecution. But he's not looking for you to suffer for your blessing. You'll suffer via persecution like Jesus did. Jesus didn't suffer for his blessing. Jesus suffered for our sin. 
Your fasting does nothing to move God. What does it do? It crucifies your flesh. Which creates what? Belief. It's all about casting down unbelief. Worship team, make your way. God will not deny himself. God will not die to himself. He's died all he's going to die. We have to do those things. Why do these things? Look up at me now. We're done. We're at the one minute mark. We're going to do a salvation call and we're done. Why do all of these things? How many of you want to see people saved? How many of you want to see a... Listen, there's people, they're gone, folks. They're gone. I'm not going to say whether they're going to heaven or hell, but the church in America is gone. There needs to be a new one built. Built by who? By you and me. Those of us, I've said this many times, people who love this book never leave this church. What you've heard today is all Bible with some of my idiocy mixed in between, but the, the foundation of this message was all in the Bible. You're going to defeat this message, you'll have to defeat the Bible, which you won't. It's time for a church to rise up that stands in the Word of God, unashamed, without equivocation, without apology, stands in the Word of God. That will bring forth in this land the greatest American church there has ever been. And I believe that's our destiny. I really do. I believe, listen, when 40% of this church left March of last year, 30 to 40% of this church was gone. People would say, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver me. Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 3. 1 through 3. I don't believe that. I'm going to stand in the Word of God. And look where this church is today. The greatest foundation church there has ever been. It's not close. Is you guys. Now live up to what you have already attained. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.